Today on Locked On Cooley, we get to talk about the final gift given to us by Connor Garland. That is Dylan Gunther. Get into it. Your Locked On Coyotes, your daily podcast on the Arizona Coyotes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the show, everybody. This is Locked On Coyotes, number one daily podcast on the Arizona Coyotes. I am your host, Robin Leonio, alongside Matthew Jacobson. We want to thank everyone for making this show your first listen every day. We are free and available everywhere you get your podcast, including on YouTube and on the Sirius XM radio app. We got a great show for you on today's episode. We are talking. Realistic expectations for prospects. Today is Dylan Gunther, a great prospect for the Arizona Coyotes, drafted in the top 10 of the 2021 NHL draft. Um, it's a big one. It's a, it's a big episode, Matthew. Yes, indeed. It is a big episode because we, uh, I, at the very least, get to shoehorn in a Connor Garland reference because the final gift he bestowed upon us was the ninth overall selection in 2021. A lot. I, I remember at the time, and I want to reiterate it because I like to make things about myself. Uh, Connor Garland is what got us Dylan Gunther. Oliver Ekman Larson was exchanged for Louis Erickson. So Ollie gave us one good thing, and that was King Louis. That was a great meme. A lot of money I wasted on that jersey. But Connor Garland gave us the gem. That is Dylan Gunther. And, and this kid, consistency needs to be worked on just to, to get ahead of that. I think we all accept that, but he has a, an NHL level shot, and this kid was too good to be in the WHL last year. What, what, what oh, are yeah. your thoughts on? Oh, you know, hundred percent. Dylan Gunther looked pretty darn good when he was playing for the Coyotes. Um, honestly, he surprised he surprised me in the fact that he played past the games to to uh, not burn a uh, a year of his EOC, so he started safe, but. After I saw him play more, I'm like, okay, the, he, he can't get sun down. He just too, he's just too good, and he kept playing pretty well. He kind of burnt, he kind of like flamed out a little bit, I think, in December of last year. But he looked great, right? He still looked good for his age and for what the you know the part of the the um, the development that he's supposed to be in. Uh, when they sent him down, it made sense though. I'm like, okay, it makes sense to send him down because he needed to play meaningful games. The Coyotes are going to be are trying to tank the rest of the season, um, or at least trying to because they still ended up winning games. Surprisingly, they're going yeah, they to try to tank. The rest. <laughs> they, they don't know how to tank. Yeah, but they're going to try to tank the rest of the season because they still to improve their draft position and. Games like that in tanking just would not be good for Dylan Gunther's development. So they were going to send you back down to the uh, Seattle Thunderbirds, which, by the way, yes, I know he was on the Edmonton Oil Kings the previous year. There was a trade, I think, while he was on the Coyotes, where he's like, oh, yeah, the Oil Kings trade his rights over to the Seattle Thunderbirds. Um, so he played for the Seattle Thunderbirds, went, got sent back down there, um, and he just freaking looked too good. He is too good for the WHL. 
that is uh, he's doing good for the for the CHL as a whole. You just cannot have him there anymore. Um, he belongs in at you know pretty. He belongs in the league, not as an everyday NHLer yet. Uh, that, that's my hot take. Uh, but ultimately, I do not think he's a full time NHLer yet. But he will have time. Uh, I just want to note real quick before I spend the majority of of segment two. Uh, in excruciating detail going over all this kid's games because we actually have a prospect we can look over their games at the NHL level, not just everything else. Uh, he had six goals and nine assists uh, last season, so nice, first and foremost. Uh, secondly, is a little bit of his career before this. So for the Oil Kings in 2020-2021, as an alternate captain, 12 games, 12 goals, 12 assists, 24 points. Ridiculous. World Juniors, seven games, four goals, three assists, seven points. For the Oil Kings, the season where he gets injured in the tournament, but they do win the WHL championship. Uh, 59 games, 45 goals, 46 assists, 91 points. Adding another 13 goals, eight assists, 21 points, and 16 playoff games. He, he's put together so many really good campaigns. Uh, and, and obviously 2019, 2020, 58 games, 26 goals, 33 assists, 59 points for the Oil Kings. But put together some good consistency over those couple of seasons. Then he comes to Arizona. 33 games. He makes the opening roster. They keep him on the roster long term. They burn the first year of the ELC, but not a year of RFA rights. But 33 games, 6 goals, 9 assists, 15 points. And he has a solid overall year. But they elect to send him down. I think it was shortly after the World Juniors where he had it was a goal per game again. Seven games, seven goals, three assists, 10 points. Seattle, 20 games, 13 goals, 16 assists, 29 points. He was ticked off. Uh, he, he was uh, on a mission. And then another 16 goals in 19 games, 28 total points in the playoffs. Dylan Gunther uh, was not happy about that, by the way. Didn't include yeah. the Memorial Cup. Yep. So Dylan Gunther was angry. Dylan Gunther uh, took it the way you should, and that is, I'm upset, but I'm going to prove that you shouldn't have done that. And it, did we talk about the gold medal goal yet? I don't think we talked about the gold medal goal. Dylan Gunther has kind of done like a little bit of everything this last year. Forced his way onto the roster, have a revenge tour, gold medal in the World Juniors. This kid is is. We, f- we forget about him as a prospect a little bit because of Logan Cooley. I will admit here on Locked on Cooley, we are we, – we, it's like that meme where you're with the girl, but the guy's looking at the other girl, all right? That, that's, that, that other girl is Dylan Gunther, all right? <laughs> or sorry, it's Logan Cooley. Where was Dylan Gunther? We had Dylan Gunther first. I got it confused. I'm, I'm, I'm a little excited, all right? But the upside this kid has, the NHL-level shot – it's just consistency, and I think he'll probably play around half and half between AHL and NHL because they're going to struggle to have a, a consistent role for him on this team. They got too many NHL-level players, which is a good thing and a bad thing, so he'll have to like be really good to make the roster outright. I think he's just been good this training camp, not really good. So like he, he, he might still not make the roster at a training camp. Not a knock on his game, just they added too much depth. We're going to continue this uh, this discussion as we get to realistic expectations for Dylan Gunther in the 2023-24 season. 
all that and more on today's episode of Locked on Coyotes. But first, a quick word from our sponsors on today's show. Love the convenience of getting what you want right to your door. With DoorDash Grocery Delivery, you can stock up for the week or order last-minute cravings conveniently. You'll trust DoorDash to deliver your restaurant favorites, and now you can get grocery delivery that delivers too. With thousands of grocery stores to choose from, you'll find the best in your neighborhood and boost your local economy with each and every order. Get exactly what you ordered and we'll make it right. So sit back and enjoy quality groceries like you picked them yourself. Want even more value? You can save on all your groceries and restaurant favorites with a $0 delivery fee on all eligible orders with a Dash Pass membership. I can personally um, vouch for one of those. I am a Dash Pass subscriber myself. With easy substitutions, right in the app, and best-in-class customer support, DoorDash delivers groceries exactly how you want it. Get 50% off your first DoorDash order up to a $25 value when you use the code LOCKED at checkout. Check limited time offer, terms apply. Once again, that's 50% off up to $20, no minimum, no minimum subtotal, and $0 delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter the code LOCKED. All right, Matt, let's continue. And there, there are a couple good points you made about Dylan Gunther. And in terms of his NHL-level shot, um, I feel like as a ceiling, this this kid can very well be one of the best pure goal scorers that we're going to see on the team. Um, as a ceiling, again, I, I, I think because his shot's there, I th- feel like he still needs to refine a little bit more. You're right. I feel like... You know, I think because of all the depth, he may not make the final roster. Maybe he he will, but I do foresee him spending most of it, at least of this season, with the Tucson Roadrunners. And that's not a knock on him. Again, as you mentioned, that is not a knock on Dylan Gunther at all. It just shows of how much the Coyotes have improved over the last year. Yeah, because you're either going to force him on the second line in a role that I just don't think he is quite ready for everyday NHL. He he is an NHL-level player. I do think he belongs in the league, but everyday NHL is a little different from NHL caliber. It's just a little different, and there was a little bit of streakiness. I actually have all of his games right here because I I decided to, to pull this up. Uh, he only, in three of his 33 games, did he play in less than 10 minutes. So for the most part, he logs decent minutes, uh, but none of them he logged 20. So he's not going to be he, – he at least was not forced to be relied upon. But his first game gets an assist against Boston. Scroll, he scrolls for a couple back-to-back. He gets a goal against Ottawa and Columbus. Scrolls against Winnipeg, a couple of assists against uh, against New York. Assists against Florida. Scoreless for five games or four games. Drops off one goal. Drops off another couple of games. Two assists. Drops off two assists. Five games, no points. Goal and assist, couple games, nothing. You have these gaps, and that's natural to an extent. Like this, is your a depth player or a very young player, you're going to see gaps. So you want them to work on the consistency, work on that production per game. At the AHL level, this kid should be a point per game. And considering the the whole Michael Carcone is going to leave behind there, Gunner, Donor, uh, to an extent, maybe guys like Tyson, you know, some of the, the veteran roadrunners down there. Going to have some ability in the top six there to score some goals. Why not let Dylan Gunther go wild in the top six down there where he will be against 
equal talent is not the way to say it, but he's definitely going to be closer than it was at the WHL level without forcing him against the best of the best when he might not be quite ready. And then when he builds that consistency, he ends up playing half here, half there. Next year becomes an everyday NHLer. Let's add another another aspect to this, another dimension, so to speak, Matthew. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Arizona Coyotes in the last several years um, have been known. I think what's the, what's the term that has been that's been tossed around here? They've been known of overcooking. Yep, GMBA loves players in the AHL. <laughs> To, to to make sure they don't miss a beat and to make sure once they make it to the NHL, they are not just ready, but they are going to come out flying. Mm-hmm. That's what happens when you spend, spend enough time in the AHL. Take a look at, I mean, take a look at, you know, the history of the Coyotes and the Tucson Roadrunners and and how or, and not, just, just AHL to the NHL and any level like that. Um, in terms of the, I mean, if you look at that, look, the Tucson Roadrunners always tend to build up a player enough, at least one or two players who can not uh, not only lead the team but lead the freaking league in points, right? Um, take a look at I think what uh, before Michael Carcone, I think the league, the team leader in points was uh, it was Michael Bunting, right? But <laughs> technically it was Michael Bunting. Um, but um, but you take a look at what Connor Garland did. He was a he was he was a he like he was a um, like a man amongst boys. In the uh, in that team, um, Michael Carcone did so well. Tucson Runners, um, but those are players who were drafted later. We're looking at a player like Dylan Gunther, who already has a lot more than either of those players had to start their careers in the AHL. His over his overcooking isn't going to take long, but he will he, he will season really freaking well, uh, and. By the time he makes it to the NHL, I feel like he'll get really darn close to that ceiling that we expected to see. Yeah, because he he doesn't want to rush his prospects. It, I think Doan might also be a pretty good example of this, where he took the college route. Uh, he's looking phenomenal so far. But he's they're going to have him play in the AHL regardless. Like they're like, he'll get his cup of coffee, but he's not going to be an NHLer this year. Uh, they're going to let him bake and bake and bake, and whenever he comes, like you said. He's going to be completely NHL ready every year. I actually I want to bring up the stats because there was something to this. So I want to have everything in front of me because Connor Garland obviously kind of forced his way up to the NHL because Connor Garland was that good. But the leader in points for 2018-19 was Lane Peterson. He was good. Uh, was it Braden Burke the year after, which is weird. That's a, that's a weird, that's a, that's a weird thought. Kevin Roy leader in points the next year. Uh, then you have, I think with Matias Pacelli, then last year it's Michael Carcone. They constantly are switching out. No matter what happens, they are constantly breeding the next player at that level. That's going to fill right in. Boom. Here's your production kind of without skipping a beat. And they overbaked guys like, you, you could probably consider Garland a, somewhere around like the properly baked, maybe a little overbaked because they were very heavily sheltering the minutes. Uh, Michael Bunting was very overbaked, very immediate NHLer. He didn't, he didn't, he didn't get his rookie year until how old was he? Twenty five. Yeah, right. <laughs> he was barely younger than I am now. <laughs> we got his rookie season. He's our age around, so like, 
Don't say that. He's almost 30. Don't don't say that, Robin. Why would you say that? You know what? Go to go here. Here's a word from here's a word from our sponsors while I have an existential crisis. Still having a crisis. <laughs> Still Thank having you, a crisis. But the you know Carcone coming out of nowhere and. and they just they find a way to keep doing this, and not just well, someone has to lead the team, but they step up and they score kind of above and beyond most of the players in the team. And the standouts obviously have to be guys like Garland, Bunting, Michelli, Carconi. Those are your immediate standouts, and uh, those are also all <laughs> going to be either our NHL talent or going to be NHL talent because I genuinely think Carconi is going to be a consistent NHLer this year. But you're not going to see the kind of scoring because he'll likely be bo- bottom six. But if he gets top six minutes, you'll see some flashes because the guy is good. Can't call him a kid. He's almost 30. My God, get all the oldies out of here. All right. Get all the old people out of here. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, let's get back to let, let's back. Let's get back to uh, to spicy dill. Right. Let's get back to spicy dill. There's um, only one spicy in, in this state. And that, and she plays for the Mercury. It's spicy Sophie only. Anyway, continue, Robin. No, I will not. I will. I, I will not give to that. Spicy dill or spicy dill. Spicy dill sounds too sexual, Robin. I don't like calling him spicy dill. I don't I care. Feel, I feel like I am some sort of predator calling a twenty-year-old kid spicy dill. I'm not going to do it. I refuse. Hey, Patrick Brown even calls him spicy dill. Patrick Brown gets a pass because he is a family man, all right, and he is ridiculously nice and wholesome, all right. That man couldn't hurt a fly. I can, I can throw, I can throw a rabid dog dude. at him, and he'll try we to love, pet it. You love that dude. Anyways, anyways, before we get too sidetracked, Dylan Gunther, uh, actual expectations for this year, um, as we mentioned, spend most of his year in the AHL. I believe he will be the team's MVP this year in, in the Tucson Roadrunners. I actually think that's an unrealistic unrealistic expectation because I think he's borderline going to be 50-50. I think if there's injuries, he gets called up, especially if it's a top six injury. So when Nick Schmaltz misses 20 games this year, Dylan Gunther immediately gets a call up and he has a top six spot because you call up what you need essentially. So I, I, I feel like it's going to be pretty close to 50, 50, maybe not quite. He will play in Tucson for the playoff push. If Tucson makes the playoffs, he will play on Tucson. For the and, 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 but look, keep, keep remember, remember what MVP stands for when that playoff push comes around, mm-hmm. his value will be you, you you cannot underestimate the value that he will add to the Tucson Roadrunners come playoff time. As a pure goal scorer, 100%. However, he's not going to have the games played to generate the stats. And you obviously got to have the stats to back it up as well. But in the context of that pure goal scorer that can essentially be the difference between Tucson having the extra manpower to get those extra wins to go to the playoffs and not, Dylan Gunther. Straight up, Dylan Gunther. <laughs> Give me a stat line. 
Uh, th- this is actually the hardest stat line because Tucson plays 72 games, right? I thought I thought it was 67, but it's like 68 it was or 72. 68 before the before the Pacific Division expansion, having added uh, Henderson and um, and Coachella. Coachella. Now, because it is like a freaking um, essentially a whole whole ass conference, um, it's it's uh, <laughs> it's a 72. Um, yeah, 72 game season like everybody else. I think he will play about 30 to 35 games in the NHL. His stat line will be similar. He had 15 points in 33 games last year, so he'll have about 12 goals, maybe close to eight assists, around 20 points. The points per game will go up is what I'm trying to communicate. And then he'll play – that would equate to roughly, depending on what time of year, like 40-ish games he'd be available for Tucson. Kind of somewhere in there. Well, like, keep in mind if he, if uh, you know if you call Dylan Gunther up during the week, um, most of the road most of AHL games, a couple happen during the week, but most mm-hmm. of AHL games happen on a Friday and Saturday during the on the weekend. So he could theoretically be available for significantly more AHL games if he only gets called up for a very short period of time at the Coyotes if it's during the week, like on a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday game. That's true. So let's say you got a guy that's out day to day. You can call him up for the Tuesday game. Maybe he plays the Thursday game as well, and then goes back for Friday, Saturday, or, or whatever, or, or Saturday, Sunday. How? So how maybe, let's let, let's let's that put all things into consideration. Let's say maybe he plays fifty-four games. I'll be more conservative and say forty to forty-five, just to be safe, because I do think he'll get that thirty. Let's compromise at NHL. Let's compromise at fifty. You can compromise a 50. I'm going 45. But I think he'll be a 20-goal scorer in those 45 games because with how head and shoulders he was above WHL talent, and that was the top WHL talent, the AHL, the worst AHL team can beat the best WHL team. That's that's not even an argument. He'll be against guys that are not as good as him offensively but might be fringe NHL kind of guys. 20 goals should be doable. He's not the biggest yeah. passer. I think he'll always have more goals than assists in general, or he'll usually have more goals than assists in general. So let's say 20 goals, 10 assists, 30 points. That seems pretty fair. I probably would give him a few more goals, maybe. Mm-hmm. Give him like around the 25 to 30 mark, maybe, because I get to give him those extra games. Okay. But. If he does get the extra games, maybe. Um, and then I'd say, I'd say about, I'll, I'll stand firm with you right around, around like that amount of assists. So that, that, that puts him around like a 35 to 40, um, 40 point season something like that. Right. So I don't like how that thing just fell in the corner of my office, but no, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I think that's reasonable. He's not gonna, I, I don't think as he gets higher in competition, because the Oil King season where he had 91 points in 59 games was ridiculous. For Seattle, 29 points in 20 games, ridiculous. He might even be closer to a point per game at the AHL level than we're giving credit, but I also professionally only have that NHL 33-game stint last year to compare, um, and he hasn't blown me away so far this training camp. Again, he's been good, just not great, and that's why I'm hey, like maybe he's going to... One of those games... 
against the uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs, who, by the way, have not beat the Arizona Coyotes in how many years? Was it like 15? <laughs> it might have been 20. I'll have to fact check that one. <sighs> It's been a while. I mean, I'm not sure it's been that long. I mean, at home, yes, but in terms of just like overall, I think it's been a couple years. It's because Toronto sucks. Anyway. Ah, yes. Dylan Gunther. Uh, I just, my intuition has to be a little more conservative on this one. And it's Gunther, Gunner is going to be between the two leagues. Not quite a point per game at the AHL level, but he could be closer than I'm giving credit for. And his points per game at the NHL level, because it was it was about 0.50 last year. I think it was slightly lower, like 0.49. Will be a little higher, and he'll build a little more consistency throughout his stint. So, I guess this. I guess a safe, a safe way to say it in terms of realistic expectation is expect Dylan Gunther to be a reliable, true, quadruple-A player this year. I like that. (laughs) Yeah. Literally, think as close to Michael Carcone if Carcone wasn't as good at passing. Because Carcone can pass. He's, He's a decent passer. And Gunther, he does pass, but like his big strength is that shot. That's fair. Kind of like how uh, Matias Pacelli, the next one we're going to talk about, has a really excellent pass. He has a really good shot, but he chooses not to use it. <laughs> Matias Pacelli is different, and we will get to Matias Pacelli on the next episode of Locked on Coyotes, so you'll definitely want to stay locked in. But do you have any final thoughts on this episode before we close things off? We are not calling him Spicy Dill until he hits 25. We are 100% calling a spicy deal. I will gladly call him spicy deal. <laughs> when he hits 25 years of age, I will call him spicy deal. Have you seen the hashtags? It is spicy deal. Nope. Nope. The only, as of right now, the only spicy in Phoenix is spicy Sophie of the Phoenix Mercury. We'll, 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 we'll agree to disagree on that one. Agree to disagree. No spicy deal. <laughs> Anyways. That's going to be it for today's episode of the Locked On Coyotes podcast. If you like what you heard, don't forget to leave a review, like, comment, subscribe if you've yet to already. We're available everywhere you get your podcasts, including on YouTube and the Sirius XM radio app. Don't forget to interact with us on social media. We're on Facebook, facebook.com slash Locked On Coyotes, and on X at LO underscore Coyotes. One X, one X, as Matt is showing gratefully on on our on our youtube video here i will not um, stop saying that every episode <laughs> i am personally at robin underscore leonio jackson is at the az sports guy interact with us ask a question you might have we might answer right back or on a future episode of the locked on coyotes podcast thanks again everyone for listening to today's episode hope you guys are staying safe out there hope you guys are staying healthy and don't forget to howl on mm-hmm.